Welcome back, Cubs, to another enlightening episode of Tops of the Morning. Today, we have a very special guest who not only delves in the pages of our 712 history, but also coordinates our all-important testing process at Tops. That's right, Richard. Let's launch into War Mountain to Miss Lindsay Whedon, who's been with us since the inception of Tops in 2012. Lindsay, it's great to have you here. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Well, Lindsay, you wear multiple hats, and let's just sort of start with the first one of who you are and what you do at Tops. Who am I? Okay, that's deep. No. <laughs> well, um, you know, I'll I'll date all the way back because we said I've been here since 2012. I originally started as the school secretary. So I was the school secretary um for a year. And then on my second year, I took on um adjuncting as well. So I was an adjunct teacher for world history in addition to school secretary and did that for two years. And then after that, I was hired on full-time, which is where I am today. So I'm a full-time, I would say social studies teacher, because again, I wear the many hats of teaching U.S. history, world history, um, ACT prep, at times government. I've taught economics before and taking on seventh grade social studies for the first time this year, which is Slightly terrifying. As, as you didn't know, we actually had middle school. Was that about three years ago? Yeah, I think so. So this is the third year of middle school. So def- definitely a change for you, right? Yes, yes. And I and I warned the students as well. Like we, you know, we have our weekly Zoom meetings with them, and I was like, guys, this is my first time with with middle school. So y'all got to keep me posted if if I'm you know if I'm too boring for you. If I need to like excite things up, I don't know. <laughs> That's correct. And so being one of the original crew, one of the original OGs, how did you first get involved with Thompson? What has kept you here since 2012? Well, um, I actually I fell into the job is is how it originally happened because I was came to interview for Bristol City Schools for another position. And while I was in the waiting room, they were like, hey, do you want to interview for this job? And I was like, sure, why not? I need to be hired for something. And um and actually, when I got the call for the job, I said yes to it. I didn't even know what I was saying yes to. I was just so excited. It was just kind of a blur. Um, and then realized it was a virtual school that was just being started. And, um, you know, honestly, I just needed a job. And it was it was the people was the reason why I stayed so long. I mean, we just had um a group that we supported each other we were excited to start something new i mean we were um you know finding new territory for virtual schools we didn't really know what we were doing we were kind of making up our own rules as we go you know how are you, how do you do attendance online um how do you design a good um virtual classroom and we had moodle if anybody ever recalls moodle it was awful um, if you can imagine, like we have Canvas now, I mean, what you can do in Canvas in an hour for as a teacher, like creating and designing probably took you two or three hours to do on Moodle, just with all the different steps and clicks and everything. Um, and honestly, I've just stayed not only for the people, the people have changed over the years, but like, this is my heart. Like, I'm just, I'm invested now. 
Like I want to know, I know tops can be, we're, we're great now. We're awesome now, but we can be so much more. So I know there's just a big, bright future and I'm along for the ride. That's great. Well, I mean, I'm going to deviate just a little bit. And that's something you talked about wearing many hats. I felt like it's interesting. You started out as secretary and, and then transitioned into teaching. Felt like as an administrator, my year one, I started out as administrator and secretary, and then I've finally been transitioning that away. So that that to me is really nice. And I, I do see the passion for TOPS. And, and I remember when Jason first started and all of the excitement that came with that, I felt it was super interesting that you all really chose to go against the mold of what was going on with online learning at the time. It was a really big trend at that point to take the Florida virtual courses, to take the pre-can content. You had the few major developers really pushing that out. And I felt Tops really just took a stance and said, we trust our teachers. We want teacher created. It's a harder, it's more upfront work, but we, we feel like in the long run, we're going to have the best product with this. And when they really put a lot of faith in their teaching staff and how they did things. And so to me, that's neat that you've had these hours of curating your content and you were talking about how much quicker it is with Canvas now. But I think that's what really builds the strength with a lot of our tops team is they have put the time in. They have honed this content through the years and, and, and made it better and made it really work for each one. And so that's something for me that's really big. And I don't know how you felt as a teacher getting that opportunity, if it was just overwhelming at the start or if you, if you were appreciative of that same thing. I, I definitely was. I, I like and I think we started our school with this motto and we still believe it that it is quality over quantity. We're not just a virtual school that's here to take all the students and get as many as we can and grow to be however big. Like It'd be nice to get that big, but we want to maintain the quality of our education and giving students that one-on-one personalization, teaching-wise, from administration, from all levels. And um, I think that's what sets us apart and our reward school status, I think, I mean, just supports what we do. I think, I think we started it the right way and we're still doing it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's uh, one of those things where it, it is a lot more work on the front ends. Um, and, it's, and it's a lot of work. If you want to expand on that, designing a class, you know, from scratch, it, it's very difficult, you know, especially you got to start with the content, start with the standards. And then build your content as you go. And where we have weekly due dates, you're not just designing one lesson at a time. You're designing, you know, a week or a unit. Um, so it, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, for sure. And I'll say, like, even seventh grade social studies, um, we've had previous teachers teaching that. But I'm, I'm so set in my ways. I was like, I'm building it from scratch, from what I know is my classroom. And kind of like what Jeremy was saying, like, I have to sit down, I look at the standards, I look at my whole year, then I'm like, okay, I need to pace myself. How am I going to pace myself for that? And then I break that down in weeks, because we've got the weekly due date. So it's not by days for me, really, it's by weeks. And, um, and then you have to consider the time it takes for the students to read the content or watch the videos. I can't just give work, 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 you know, I need time for them to process that information, um, take notes. And, and two, I think I'm very sensitive to, um, to students feeling overwhelmed, feeling that they've got too much on their plate. And any work that I assign, I never want it to be so-called busy work. I want it to have a purpose or a goal 
And, um, and I'm very mindful of that. And I'll say that's something I've learned over the years as, you know, designing courses for almost 12 years now. Um, I love to do it. It's actually my favorite part of teaching is designing because I like thinking through that process. But I mean, it's, it can be a whole job within itself, just designing courses and making sure it's flowing well for the students that your directions are clear and concise and, um, you're, you're leading students in the right direction. Yeah. I think it's very difficult in engaging up being a teacher and having that connection with kids and that, that feedback that you get really helps that designing process. It's again, why we don't buy pre-can content. You don't have some random designer just can't, just turning out courses. We have people who are getting feedback, getting students, seeing that, trimming out that busy work. As someone who teaches social studies, how do you make that relatable and engaging for students in an online setting? Sure. Well, it's definitely tricky uh, to um, to keep their attention, you know. Um, but with history, I just find it so interesting. The stories. I mean, it's a, all it is is a bunch of little stories that you can tell. So if you can get students hooked on the story of what happened, and and honestly, most of the stories are exciting. It's about war or fighting for this or that. And um, it, it just is interesting within itself. And then um, the visuals, doing uh, videos or um, just expanding on the world, on the different continents and countries and cultures and exposing our students to that. I find that that they think that that's interesting because most of our kids, um, you know, they haven't left Tennessee, or if they have, they haven't gone very far. So to see videos and be exposed to other parts of the world and other stories that maybe kids can relate to or look up to, that's that's what I try to get them hooked on. No, that's great because uh, you know, it's been mentioned here multiple times where we have kids across states and they usually kids only see their additional communities, so now they can see kids from the entire state. So you're looking at it from the standpoint. Globally, which is fantastic. So, switching gears a little bit, you also serve as our testing coordinator, managing five locations across the state. Can you talk a little bit about what that entails? A lot. <laughs> Probably not a very exciting topic to talk about. Um, and something that fell on my plate as a secretary, um, because we didn't have, uh, you know, there's not an assistant principal. So, um, you know, who, who does, who do all these random duties fall on when you think of graduation, when you think of testing, when you think of RTI or, you know, summer reading, they've got to fall on somebody. Um, and testing feeds my OCD side. I like to organize and, um, and it really starts first off. I mean, we, we have to find test sites. That's, that's the beginning of our venture. And um, over the years, you know, we we communicate with different locations and we're always looking for something that best serves our population because we're testing online for high school and middle school. So we need a location with uh, Wi-Fi. We want a safe location, one that's going to hold our number of students. Um, and that is within a good distance of students in that area. And then we from there, we want to get proctors. We do background checks on our proctors. We hire, we train our proctors. So we want to make sure they're going to be um, compatible with our students, that they're friendly, they're welcoming, but they also know the rules and know how to maintain the testing environment. Um, 
then from there, you break it down to um, front to our students. You know, we have to break down our students to know who's going to go to what test site, what subjects they're testing for, um, what students might have special accommodations we need to take into consideration. Um, and then you also want to consider for testing online or something like that. We want to build in extra time in case there's a technology issue going on or something like that. Um, and then beyond that, we have the testing materials, whether it's online or if it's paper, pencil, you've got to make sure you've got you, your bubble sheet and your booklet and you've got pencils and pens and we'll send cleaning supplies to our test sites. Um, we have badges for all of our proctors, uh, tape and directional signs. I mean, it just goes all the way down to that. and. Um, and then, of course, just in the general concept, the schedule itself, making sure we've got makeup dates built in or just additional days in case we need them. In case something happens, um, you know, occasionally, knock on wood, we haven't in the last year that I'm aware of. Um, but, you know, over here in East Tennessee, weather's fine and dandy. There's tornado warnings in Memphis. So for some reason, we might need to cancel the Memphis test site and just that test site. Um, and then it's all about, you know, rescheduling that, making sure our students are safe, that they're not still trying to go to the test site and um, running the rest of the state, making sure we test OK, but taking care of Memphis and making sure we reschedule them for another day. It's just a lot of moving parts um, that it makes it just that much harder to make sure everything runs smoothly because you're not physically there to oversee it. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I, was say, I don't know if there's anything else. I try to smush it all together for you there. I mean, it is a lot of coordinating. It's a lot of communicating. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of detailing. Yeah. And I'd say the biggest thing is, um, you know, we put out schedules, we send out emails, we do phone calls, is hoping and praying that our students and parents read the schedules correctly and show up to the right place at the right time. You know, we're testing both Eastern time and Central time zone. You've got that going on as well. So a lot of moving pieces. And one of the big challenges for me from scheduling even is we're squeezing in a, in, within a one week period, we're squeezing in the K or the really three through 10 testing, three through 12 testing, where a lot of buildings have simultaneously your elementary, middle and high all run in different buildings at the same time. And so I think that's another added challenge for ours is. You have, we, we have a specific day for elementary, then middle, then high, that all has to get done within the same window that a typical high school might get just for the high school. And so that really adds a, a time crunch and a scheduling logistics for us that I think is above and beyond what I remember. I've helped with scheduling in buildings for a long time, but that was the one that the high school and middle school in, the, in most districts are able to operate at the exact same day at the exact, exact same time. For us, that's a staffing issue, a space issue, and it, it adds a lot more complications. So I think that that's, you do an excellent job with the scheduling of that and in the organization. I know Miss Bennett here in Greenville helps out with that. And so our families will receive communication from both of you all. You do a great job of communicating that out. So I think that's very important. Yeah, for sure. We were, when we were just nine twelve, which we were for what, 10 years, we were just nine twelve, And then we took on the middle school. Then we took on the elementary as well. We were just nine twelve. You're looking at one week of testing a semester, you know, add in ACT at the time. And now you're looking at 
up to three weeks. And I mean, testing almost every single day. So it's definitely, definitely a beast to handle. So how do you, how do you balance teaching and coordinating tests, especially during this, those testing seasons? Um, fall testing isn't as heavy because it's just high school. Um, but honestly, I don't know if you all get this way or not, but sometimes I just want to focus on something different. Like I might be grading for three or four hours in a row and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need, I just need to switch up something. And so it's nice to switch it to testing be like, okay, let's refocus and do this. Um, and then also just being a virtual teacher, it allows me to, you know, sometimes in the evenings, I'm like, you know what, I can sit down for an hour or two and work on testing or work on grading. Um, so it gives me that flexibility to do that. Now, spring semester, spring semester is rough um, because it's there's so much going on. Um, and you really don't feel that till till about April. Um, and then it's it's kind of it's just pure craziness. And I remember in my videos every week, I'm apologizing to my students saying, you know, I'm trying to be as available as I can for you. Just reach out to me. And of course, I always get back to them. Um, but um, I feel like, you know, I'm not right there in front of that computer all the time like I'm used to because I'm in trainings or in meetings and, and whatnot. Um, but I'll, I'll say I'm very thankful when summer comes because, you know, we test April, May and summer is just like, whoo, OK, I'm good. <laughs> we made it. That's definitely I, I can feel that, too. That's to me. After we get through that testing window, it's like a big relief. And then we can let down and sort of gear in towards summer and get ready for the next school year. If, as far as admin, it's definitely we're gearing up at that point. Is there any recent success stories or moments of just realization, either the classroom or during testing coordinations? that just, hey, this has worked out great and just or this has been the best scenario for this that comes to your mind? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I think I think with testing, looking through that lens, we're always learning with testing. This was our second year testing with the elementary that we just went through, I believe. And um, I mean, I make notes every time because I always want it to go better than the last. Um, and I think... Um, I think some aha moments are just us hitting the ground running a little bit earlier this year, which we we already have and um, working as a team to communicate and stay on top of that. I think that'll be the aha for testing. And, um, you know, for for in my classroom, I just I say check back in at the end of the year and let's see how seventh grade is going, because that's definitely my uh you know, Jeremy had talked to me, mentioned about, you know, our seventh grade teacher who was wonderful last year um, left and he had some other responsibilities he had to attend to. And, you know, I was just like, you know, if you need it, I guess I could. Sure enough, Jeremy took me up on that. So, um, so I, it's, it's exciting and it's um, challenging, which I do like. I, I feel like I've been in this position so long. There's probably not much that challenges me nowadays. Um, but this is that. So, so we'll see, check back in and make sure I'm alive <laughs> at the end of the school year. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I was uh, don't, don't ever volunteer for something. You're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. 
Well, Lizzie, your contribution to TOPS has been immeasurable. Before we close, do you have any advice for students and families new to TOPS or online learning in general? Um, gosh, pieces of advice. I guess I, I consider TOPS a family. Uh, we support each other. We're always we always want what's best for our students and our parents. Um, and if you if you enjoy TOPS. If you're happy here, then then reach out to us and let us help you. Let us support you because that's what we want to do. We want to see you um, grow and learn and stay with us. And um, and I love hearing from my students and my parents, uh, whether it's good or bad. I want to hear from you because that's my job. And um, again, I just feel like we're just one big family. I've always felt that way for 12 years. And when you Come to Tops. You're part of the family too. So reach out to us, communicate, and let us support you. Well, Lindsay, it's been wonderful having you here. I, I'm so appreciative of your dedication and your intention to detail on the testing for us. I'm sure that carries over in the classroom. Uh, Mr. Humphrey gets to see that a lot more than I do, but that's I can see your your pursuit of excellence and all of that. And that's something that I admire in any educator that I see. And so I'm, I'm thankful to have people like that in our family at Tops and as part of our team. And so just thank you again for what you do and your experience that you were able to bring to Tops and your background knowledge for our team. Well, thank you guys for having me. All right. Well, I will thank you, Lindsay, and thanks, Jeremy, and all of our listeners for finishing up this episode. And we will continue to explore more people of our Tops family in the upcoming weeks. And so until then, we'll see you later. See you.